On today's episode of the Halloween 365 podcast, we've got next game as we dive deep into Polybius. It's coming. Leave me alone. He doesn't believe me. Don't you know what happens on Halloween? Welcome back to the Halloween 365 podcast. It is the only podcast that is horror 24 7 Halloween 365. That is correct. Man, I feel like it's been forever since we did an episode. I don't know why, but it just feels like it has been. This whole time off has been very bizarre. That's exactly. Because we took the time off, everything feels a little weird. Yeah, it feels like we haven't done this in over a year, even though it's only been like a week. So (laughs) it's very strange very strange yeah so to all the uh, listeners out there that missing an episode apologies but you know we've been doing this consistently for a while so yeah I, I still think that I, I could be wrong but I'm like 90% sure we are legitimately the the only podcast that has been running Halloween themed this long for this period of time if I'm not bad at mistaken. Yeah, I, I I think I agree. I think uh, I mean there's a lot of podcasts out there, uh, oh, yeah, but I think that we have been doing this genre and everything that makes up Halloween consistently longer than uh, any other yeah podcast that I can think of. Yeah, I mean I I can't think of one that comes to mind, but but yeah, you're right. There are you know a lot of different ones out there, but I, yeah, I, I mean you can find the. Uh, you can find the horror movie reviews or the true crime podcast out there a dime a dozen. I yeah. Mean, so, yeah, but yeah, no, we, we've got it. So we, we needed a little time off. We needed to, to, to reassess some things, you know, recharge our batteries a little bit, but now we're here, we're back. We're going to get this groove on and, uh, hopefully, hopefully can bring you guys some nice quality mm-hmm. content over the next year. Yes, yes, yes. And, and for those listeners out there that are newer, uh, I am Justin. The man before me was Chad. We're usually joined by Jeremy, but uh, you've got a two-man show today. And uh, so, as Chad said at the beginning, this episode, the main topic is Polybius. The, yeah, uh, yeah. The arcade game. Yeah, it's it's uh, today's subject is going to be a weird one. Uh, now, this episode, I'm going to apologize in advance. Maybe a little rocky because I designed it for three, but it's. Um, it's just the two of us, so we're gonna make it work. I'm gonna find a way to finagle this to make it work. The two of us. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we can make it, make it if we try. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, apologies mm. to my. Uh, I, I need lubrication for my uh, throat. <laughs> well, we also uh, yeah. uh, normally on a normal episode, if you go back and listen to the rest of them, uh, on a normal episode we would be having a. Uh, it came from Reddit clip, but mm. yes, this week we've got something a little bit different. It's a segment that we're going to call the hot sheets. Yes, the hot sheets off of uh, Men in Black, which is the best investigative reporting uh, on the face of the planet. You won't find anything the better than that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, supermarket tabloids is what <laughs> most people think of them as, but... Uh, yeah, so what we're going to do with this segment, and we're going to kind of switch them out every week, um, but with the Hot Sheets segment, we want to find a headline 
that is supernatural mm-hmm. in any form. Um, and we're going to discuss it, talk about uh, the truth behind because these are going to be recent articles is the plan. So uh, I guess without further ado, we should just go ahead and uh, give them their first hot sheets segment. Yeah, let's get into the hot sheets. So... I will never. This, I, I will never get over this. <laughs> yeah, this is the hot sheet segment. <laughs> um, what is current? This was. There's a few actually that are current, but a lot of them don't uh, catch my attention. So this one specifically did, and I figured that uh, it might rouse up something in you as well so the headline is reported ex-cia agent says that area 51 is real and he has seen it Mm. yeah okay 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 now has he seen the inside of the facility or is he just saying he's seen it in passing uh that is what i'm going to get into so this is a ex-CIA agent uh, with a statement on his deathbed. Oh. Yeah. So, we all know of Area 51 and how it has been the root of conspiracy theories throughout the years. Uh, they say conspiracy, but I mean, come on. Um, even suggesting that there were United States Armed Forces that were storing aliens and alien spacecrafts. You know Area 51. So... The latest claim comes from a reported anonymous ex-CIA agent who sat down with an interviewer a few years ago and said it's that same interview that was his last um, will and testament, basically, him confessing things as an ex-CIA agent. Uh, But this interview, he states that, one, he was not willing to share his identity uh, due to fear of retribution before he got to die peacefully Um, but despite that the alleged CIA agent said that he personally went to Area 51 to examine alien corpses it took 13 of us or 15 uh, 13 of us and it was 15 miles south to S4 and like a different garage door opening and this garage door opening they had different saucers and crafts on the inside the agent says the very first one had the Roswell craft and it was kind of crashed but apparently every alien that was in the crash had died except for a couple the Roswell craft was really strange because it took like really heavy it looked like really heavy aluminum foil and we could walk next to it and the whole thing weighed probably 150 to 300 pounds okay so make your head work um I I yeah, <laughs> I got I got a few things here I want to say. Um, why is it right that in all of these scenarios, it's always someone who is like on their deathbed confessing this stuff? Why is that always the theme? It's always a common theme. In these things, like I guess, because they're just afraid of like the CIA coming to kill them or. I don't know, Bob Lazar, he's still alive. Well, they that's just, what you I'm know, saying. Like, like, you know, they took all of his credibility like, away. Yeah, I mean, it, wouldn't it just be easier to take away their credibility? Because, I mean, nowadays, right, 
it's just so much easier to take away someone's credibility and basically cancel them than it is mm-hmm. to just show up and do whatever it is that the CIA or FBI does to these people. Right. We don't even know what it is. They just excommunicate them, essentially. Well, there's a little bit more to it. So first of all, I want to ask, what do you think about the flying saucer? He said that it was heavy. It made look like it was made out of heavy aluminum foil, and it was 150 to 300 pounds. I mean, that's pretty lightweight for space travel. It's extremely you know? lightweight. Like that, that's, you know, that's like... We're talking, you know, our, our crafts weigh a ton. <laughs> you know, yeah, this is also a craft that's going through, like, the atmosphere yeah, and yeah. having to deal with all that intense heat and stuff. So that's kind of odd if it's true. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, I, I think that um, the first thing that my mind gravitates towards is just a pure, like, what is this material? What is this made out of? Have we reverse engineered this material? You know, like, what is this the stuff? We need to be making some Toyotas out of this. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. They probably already do. It's probably what the frame is made out of. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's 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 very intriguing. That's mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, it just seems well, he goes, he's got a little bit more that he says. Uh, according here? to the XCI agent, he was even able to sit in on an interview with one of the beings. At S4, we viewed the autopsy film, and then the colonel said, "What we've got here." is we're interviewing a gray alien and i thought we had no idea what we were gonna if we were gonna see this thing for real life and what we saw uh was the film he says that the alien he examined had slightly larger head than a human and very very small nose and mouth um while the agent claims to have con- to be confirmed nor he's not sorry tripping up here the agent has not been confirmed or denied by the government ufo filmmaker and documentary in jeremy corbell uh one of the those in the industry with the largest following says that his claims were legitimate uh in meeting with him he found that the cia man was legitimate so there's so so there's some legitimacy here i think to a degree i think that some of these people right that that mm-hmm. come out of these agencies i i think now maybe i'm going a little bit too far a little too deep but i think that some of these people maybe have money struggles when they get out of the agencies because let's face it the government doesn't pay everybody that well so why not try to use yeah. this as a way to turn into some form of passive income for once you get out of whatever position it is that you're in in the agency you know whether that be writing a book making selling the rights to a movie you know whatever it may be i I, so i think that a lot of this is i mean i can't speak about bob lazar that guy is some i don't know about him (laughs) bobby no i like uh old bob's story uh, I believe that one. I don't know. This one is interesting. I wish... So you can watch the entire video, and I knew that I had seen this before. Um, you can watch the entire interview with this man on YouTube. Uh, the video is called Deathbed Confessions of Former CIA Agent on UFOs. And uh, it's this older gentleman with glasses and a, a tan jacket. So you can find the video yeah. uh, and watch the entire thing if you are curious enough um to see more in depth about what he talks about because he does talk about quite a bit uh it it reminds me a lot of the uh 
and this is completely two different types of stories, but it reminds me a lot of the D.B. Cooper confession, you know? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, was that even really a confession? Because I didn't he know. just confess it to his daughter? Yeah, it's like one person. It's like, yeah, there's no, like, hard evidence on that. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. that is our Hot Sheets segment for today. Uh, CIA ex-member claims the Area 51 is real, and he got to sit in on the interview with the alien that survived the Roswell crash. I, I think I think there's only one way, you know, to, to say it. I, I think the hot sheets never lie. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think we're just looking through for theories Best anymore. investigative reporting on the planet. Yes, yes. We, we have found leads, people. Well... Now that the hot sheet segment is over, um, I wanted to I, I I designed a little bit more to go along with everything. My apologies. I don't have fancy music like Beard did coming into this, but <laughs> yeah, I mean we've got some uh, it's fancy music. It's the holiday season, people, and, and I know you guys are out there trying to purchase some gifts for one another. And and, and everybody's trying to, to to scramble to get that perfect Christmas gift. And I designed this question for both you and Jeremy, but maybe you can answer it for him since we're not here. It's Christmas Eve. You inherit a mogwai. Who is going to be the most irresponsible with this creature and cause a gremlin apocalypse in your household? Irresponsible? Yeah, yeah. You, you get that you are given the creature. You are held responsible for it. Is it going to be, do you think that you're going to be the one that, that, that sends this whole thing into a downward spiral? Or do you think it's going to be somebody else in your household that does this? So essentially, the only thing that we don't have to do is to not get it wet and not feed it after, what? Midnight. But Midnight, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> and avoid bright that lights, people. That seems reasonable. I think I I would I would be okay. I, I don't think that I would send off the apocalypse. Keep it as a pet, probably. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. Am I going? Am I going into it knowing what I know about the? Yeah, you 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 know the rules. The, the the three basic rules. You know the rules. But I guess you know. Is it? Do you think that? I feel like those are too simple. You know, like. I just recently watched the film and I was like, man, that's way too simple. I feel like I would screw something up. Like it's I a would... Christmas film, by the way, everybody. It is a Christmas film, by the way. And it's yeah. <laughs> I feel it's like a Christmas would... horror film. We're talking about the gremlins in case everybody is confused as to what the hell the Mogwai oh, is. Oh, I should have led with that. I, I yeah, yeah. I just assumed everybody would know. <laughs> I... Well, I mean you would think that people listening to the podcast, but hey, some yeah. of them don't know. But so, yeah, yeah, yeah it, 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 it's, the, it's the gremlins, it's, uh, essentially. It's one of those things. Like I, I feel like, uh, I feel like I would be the person in my household to make the mistake, because I feel like I am not good with uh, being on time for things. Right? Like I feel like I struggle with that, and I feel like I would be the one person that slips up, not feed them correctly, and then mm. bam, I've triggered the apocalypse, people. I would be more afraid of it getting wet. Like, I feel like that would be my weakness, because what if it went out into the rain? What if it knocks over the dog's water bowl? Yeah, what if you know? it 
runs up under me whenever I'm bare-assed out of the shower and dripping water. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. And I, I was I was hoping Jeremy Then I'm naked and it's turning into... <laughs> I yeah. was hoping Jeremy would be here to uh, preach his case, but I'm going to go out on a limb. What do you think's gonna gonna cause? I know Jeremy's gonna cause the apocalypse here. Like, there's no getting around <laughs> it. We already know. <laughs> He'd forget. And he would uh, be sitting there after midnight and be like, "Here, little buddy, you look hungry. You look hungry, buddy." <laughs> he's he's gonna feed it, and it's just gonna cause a shit storm in his life. Oh man. No, I, I had to get that question in just for the holidays, and I, I know we, we don't have any, uh, this isn't a Christmas-themed episode by any stretch, but I, I definitely wanted to get that in. Uh, we can still throw in these uh, little holiday tidbits. We're not Scrooges here. If anybody listened to our uh, podcast before, uh, this time last year, um, we we did Christmas episode, so yeah, this one specifically has just the theme, you know, because yeah. it is December, yeah, and it is a Christmas movie. That and uh, 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 uh oh god, oh god, is it Die Hard? Yes, yeah, right? Die Hard is a uh, yes, yes, Die Hard is yep. a Christmas movie for sure. Mm-mm-mm. Well, moving right along now that we know who's going to cause the apocalypse in each of our households <laughs> yeah it's going to be jeremy for sure i mean i definitely could it's it would be a mistake it would be an accident for me it yeah, wouldn't I, be like oh i forgot it would be like oops drop some water oops. oopsie doopsie yeah i, I feel like I'm your shower scenario oh no the dishes that's what's going to get me probably right there yeah. Damn. Because I'm I'm messy, with, I'm messy with that shit, dude. I'm I am busy. too. I've seen that meme where it's like, "Hey, babe, I just got done doing the dishes, and you can see the big water yeah, stain yeah, at the bottom of me. your shirt." That's a hundred percent me. Yeah, yeah, me. I I wear shoes because I don't like getting my feet wet. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so anyway. So yeah, the dishes. That would be my downfall. Yeah. Sure. No, the dishes are. It's it's my dead end. Um. But yeah, I want I want to I want to take everybody on a journey. I don't, I don't know. Do you have any '80s music for me? Do you have anything <laughs> anything '80s that you can cue up? I I don't know if we have anything or not. Oh, um, I mean, we did play "Out of Touch" last oh, episode. We did. Never mind. You know what? Though I'm gonna take you on a I'm gonna take you on a little ride here, right? We're gonna be talking about Polybius a little bit, people. It's 1981. You got 25 cents in your pocket. You go to the hottest arcade and you want to play the newest machine on the market. Mm. But wait now. You walk up to the cabinet and you see that it's a whopping $1.50. What are you thinking instantly? What is going through your head when you see that? So I guess the way that uh, capitalism has shaped my brain that I'm thinking, oh, if it's more expensive, then that must mean that it's a better game. Exactly. It's going to be revolutionary, right? Like that's the first that's what, thing. I mean, that's what yeah. you'd be led to believe. Yes. Exactly. That's, that's the first thing my mind would gravitate, gravitate towards is the fact that this has to be something that is top notch. In yeah. fact, especially in the eighties, whenever early arcade games too. are popping off and like early eighties. So mm-hmm. keep in mind, you go in there and there's a line out the door, right? There's there's a line to this one arcade machine where we're witnessing early stages Mortal Kombat, early stage Street Fighter, 
when people were fighting each other to see who has got next game. Like, I don't think it's as simple as just walking up and throwing your quarters down on this machine and saying, I got next. Hmm. I'm talking about so, a machine. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask. Well, maybe you're going to tell me. You're, maybe you're going to tell maybe, me. Okay, maybe. hang on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm talking about a, a, a wonderful machine here called Polybius. Now, here's the fun fact about Polybius. It had next-gen cutting-edge graphics that no one had ever seen during this time frame. It was absolutely insane. Of course, it also caused some people to have some night terrors. It caused some people to have some epileptic seizures. And it may or may not came equipped with uh, certain men in black paying a visit to the machine to gather and collect data. Okay, hang on. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good this is a good pause point. It so is. you just to paint a picture for everybody this is an uh, an arcade game with a big question mark on it. It is. And Chad's going to go further into that, but I don't want to spoil that before we get to it if you haven't already heard. Um but my question is since there's so little information on this game do we know what kind of game that it was i know that it was revolutionary yeah. which just to me means that it had i don't know i feel like that it just had the graphics that games have today it's just ahead of time so but yeah yeah so so there is a little bit of information on that i don't have a whole lot but uh it, it's i was gonna save this for the uh end of my oh. um but that's okay since you asked that i'm gonna i'm gonna a lot of people believe that this said game was actually mixed up with another video game called cube quest that was released in arcades two years later in 1983 um now I've not seen Cube Quest. I, I think, if if I'm not bad and mistaken, it's kind of like Cubert. Um, if anybody's ever played that, um, and 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 I'm looking at some I'm looking at some like screenshots of it, and I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not super familiar with this type of arcade cabinet, so I'm not sure what kind of game this is that I'm looking at. But I'm I'm thinking like if if I grew up in that time frame. And I walked into an arcade and I saw this. I guess my little mind would probably be blown away just a tad, just just a bit, just a bit. In my head, I'm thinking like it's like Galaga, you know, like the yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Um, or Centipede, like the, those are the two things oh, that my yeah. mind instantly go to when I hear about this game. Is that now? What 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 people don't understand about this game? is the fact that it never existed, right? It's a conspiracy. Some say it didn't exist. Some say it didn't exist. So, so wait, the, can you elaborate a little Elaborate a little bit more on, uh, you said it came with CIA agents. Yeah, so every single week, people had reports that the machines would be visited by men in black, who collected unknown traces of data from each of the machines. They were allegedly testing responses to the game's psychoactive effects that players had suffered. This includes seizures, amnesia, insomnia, night terrors, and hallucinations. Approximately one month after its release, 
the arcade cabinet disappeared completely from every arcade in America. Hmm. Now, the big question is this. What are these individuals looking for? Let's say the machine existed, right? Let's say for a minute Polybius is real. What are they looking for? Why are they why are they pulling all of these these things? Is it sensory deprivation, basically? Like what's going on here? So when what's our time frame? I know we're eighties, but nineteen eighty one to be exact. Nineteen eighty one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to think of when the men in black were spotted. Um, oh, that's a good point. Before this. That is a good point. I would say the last big sighting would have had to have been in Point Pleasant, right? So 1967. Uh, yeah, where they were spotting the men in black after yeah. the uh, Mothman sightings. I mean, that's the um, only thing I could figure it out to be. I was just trying to see if maybe there was some correlation uh, with, you know, time frame, like uh, mm. during mm. the Mothman sightings or um, anything of that nature, because that would kind of shine a light on a little bit. I, what they could be getting is, I don't know, is... Would this be close to the time that the Montauk project was happening? Well, yeah, actually it would be kind of close, to be honest with you, as, as weird as that may seem. Uh, or the... Um, a Manhattan? What's the one where, where they were feeding them acid? Oh, shit. What is that? I thought that was Montauk. You know what I'm talking about? The... Uh, um, oh, God, they just recently had documents come out saying that they did actually do that, where they were kept feeding a bunch of people uh, psychedelics to see if it gave them like oh, special abilities and I, I they were doing that, the dark yeah i thought dark that was room. uh the god helmet was it, was no that? not the god helmet uh son of a bitch i'll never remember it now oh. so it looks well so so this is a weird gap of time like i i really think that maybe these are all connected to some degree um So Montauk funded in the early 80s. Okay, okay. So that gives us a time frame. That that gives Uh, us at least a two to three year window. 1967 uh, was the Mothman sightings. And I'm trying Uh, to see right now if there was any strange 70s, late 70s, early. Uh, No, I'm not seeing anything. I was trying to see if there's any 70s sightings of the MIB. So, there's some in 1947. There is a few bands that did songs on them. But... <laughs> That's the first thing that I saw, too. I was like, oh, yeah, there's some ELO yeah, for yeah, you. An album. <laughs> no, but it, so they seem to have dropped off after a certain point, or they're just not as paid attention to whenever they were moving them. I mean, hell, they could uh, they could um, 
have been moving around underneath people's noses, but as time went on, yeah. the U.S. becomes more busy. You see more people in suits. You just stop paying attention to shit like that. Um, so I was just... I brought up the date because with this game that the MIB was supposedly... Or, sorry, men in black suits were supposedly coming and collecting data from every day. Uh, the Montauk Project and the other one that I just... It slips my mind. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm remember. it too. Like, um, but I'm just wondering if maybe this game had something to do with that, if it existed. Yeah. Uh, yeah with, with the same kind of entrancing, mind-altering thing. Like maybe they were taking certain experiments from Montauk and then finding ways to like maybe translate it into something digital to yes to do like yeah a exactly experiment like a gigantic social experiment that's interesting I see I didn't think about that like <laughs> that's funny you mentioned that is there are there reports of this arcade game being in several different arcades or just in one so the one I, i'm assuming it's in several it, it's kind of vague right the whole article is very vague but it does mention the 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 one being in portland oregon the one that's most talked about was in portland which i mean if we're going of all with, fucking places to put it places. you stick it in <laughs> <laughs> well you got to keep portland weird you know now we know um, why. Uh, now we know why it got really weird in the nineties for yeah, fucking man. Portland. Portland. Uh, maybe that's why they're stuck. Like you know, they're stuck in this. Like <laughs> the nineties are alive and well in Portland. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let me just double check this. I just want to. I'm fact checking myself here. I believe it was. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. Um. Okay. So. We assume that it could have been in other arcades, but the report is just Portland. Yeah, there's very it, little information for everybody listening. Uh, there's very little information on this game. As a matter of fact, most people say that it was completely fake. As Chad would say, it's fucking wild. Like, so this is one of the most wild conspiracy theories I've ever heard in my entire life, and I just heard about it like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so. if it's 1981, it's safe to assume that these kids that it reportedly affected that they're still alive today exactly which is like what happened what kind of dreams were they having you know like hmm. i want to know like i want to talk to some of these kids like i want to i want to get into it i want to see what kind of trances they were in like if, if this was as they call it a crowdsourced psychological experiment like what yeah. the happen see that's where i'm kind of at with it is that if it existed and it was giving these kids all of this reaction that it had to have been especially if they're coming and checking the data yeah uh how the fuck do you check the data on an arcade machine anyway well, i mean see, you can check the quarters that are put in it well, see, Are we sure that these dudes they... that they saw coming every day weren't just the guys coming to collect <laughs> the quarters? Some fat dude in a suit. And he's just like, yeah, you know, in an overcrack showing, you know, quarter, quarter, yeah, quarter. Yeah, he probably watched the Blues Brothers or <laughs> something like that. And he was like, oh man, a suit looks cool as fuck. I'm going to give me one of the Belushi suits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. probably and then he what. He probably yeah. ended up being the lead singer of Pearl Jam later on yeah. down the road. <laughs> I mean, there's a good possibility, man. Like, I, I don't know. It's, um, it's really weird. It's it's really strange. The only thing I can figure out is like, and maybe maybe I'm getting my facts a little messed up here because I, I did a, a crazy deep dive on Montauk like a 
a couple months ago for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like watched all these crazy documentaries, and I could have swore that there was something to do with visual um, monitoring of some form, right? Like, like a constant, uh, uh, like, what if there's cameras in this machine looking back, and maybe they're they're like looking at the eyeballs, and 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 they're like mm-hmm. using it to like do some kind of tracing of some sort to like kind of get like a deeper reading of that. I don't even know if that's possible. I don't even know what I'm talking about when it comes to that, but. <laughs> I'm just so saying we don't the big the biggest question mark for me is is that we don't know what kind of technology that the government actually had in in 81. We know no. what we saw. We know what came out. But if you think about let's say the 70s or let's say Roswell hmm. to 1981. <clears throat> we had a lot of shit jump in advancement uh, in that short amount of time. So we don't know necessarily what sort of technology that they even had. So they might have been checking some data. They might have even had like an internet link where they had data feeding to them. Yeah. I mean, there's a good possibility. If it's real. If it's real. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's wild. I, I still question if it's real or not, I, I question a lot of these conspiracy theories. I, I mean, you know, they did come out, the government came out and said Montauk was a real thing. They apologized for it. But to me, it's just a little strange that that seemed way more intense, way more extreme, you know, underlining Nazi um, uh, cooperation, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, all that stuff was Montauk. This doesn't seem as nearly as extreme but yet it's more secretive, it's more lucrative, it's more hush-hush. Yeah, so that would lead you to believe, lead anybody to believe that if this... So if they're willing to admit that Montauk was real, where... And we're talking about Montauk people where they literally were doing experiments on kids uh, and just releasing them, like fucking them up, in their brain to where they're seeing shit, uh, trying to get them to have psychoactive, have psychoactive powers and stuff. And then just like whenever Montauk shut down, what was the quote that there were monsters that were, are yeah, roaming the like, woods uh, or what, what did Bill Clinton say? Whenever yeah, he was talking. Yeah. About? He, I don't know. Like <laughs> it's something about being responsible for the things that are now being released into the world. I'm like, Bro, yeah, that are out into what the are you world talking and stuff. about? You know, it's like yeah, which they never elaborated on. But my point is, is exactly what Chad said. If they're if they're willing to admit something as bad as that, which everybody turned their nose up at, and it kind of blows my mind because nobody, <laughs> like, how do you trust the fucking government after they're like, yeah, know. sorry, we've been taking your kids, and yeah, I, I just to me that's like. I don't know. That, yeah, that we've been mind. stealing your children and making them levitate objects with their mind. So it's don't you know, worry about us. Don't worry about us. No, you turn the other cheek there. Look away. Here's this arcade. <laughs> it's they just wheel it in. Um, I don't know, man. So, so yeah, you got a good point though. If they're if they're willing to admit that uh, about Montauk, then why would they hide something as minuscule as this, unless? what they were doing with this machine was so bad that it would rival even Montauk 
but what could it what could be worse uh you know it's like like what are they what maybe it's really like uh worse? halloween season of the witch oh man maybe maybe. maybe they're like creating serial killers and they're just not telling everybody see that's this is the kind of investigative reporting we need to do we need to find out what kids reported shit happening to them and then we need to see if they murdered anybody later in their life. <laughs> it's we need to figure out what happened to that poor kid. Like something's bound to have happened at some point. I don't know. It's um That's the know. only thing that would be worse than Montauk, right? It's like making or making soldiers or some shit attempting to. Like super soldiers or or what are we talking here? I don't know. I, I'm trying to come up with an explanation in my mind as to what would be worse than stealing kids and making them into Stranger know. Things monsters. Um, the, 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 I think the weirdest thing about this for me is the fact that nobody ever had any reports of being personally visited by the the Men in Black. You know, I'm like, it, it's not like, you know, um, you know, usually when the Men in Black are involved, they come knocking to your door and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, don't tell anybody what you just saw but in this scenario they're more along the lines of just publicly yeah it's just like a data retrieval yeah i don't but it's kind of the perfect disguise too because you're not going to question a man that just comes up in a suit and like opens the guts of the arcade machine because you see that happening constantly so you're not going to be like oh it's the men in black i i think maybe they're using it as a recruiting tool what if this is how they uh they find their next recruits you know oh 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 god! Wait! <laughs> Holy shit! Here's a hot sheet segment. Dude, this is a what hot if they sheet were using? Segment. Yeah. What if they were using the fucking? If there was the early forms of the neuralizer inside of this? Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is, man. It's uh, days, months, years. Bam, Polybius. Catch you on the flip it's, side. No. Nope. It's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's weird. Maybe man. they were fricasseeing people's brains uh erasing their not school classes uh i'm trying to hit every fucking quote that i can <laughs> erasing their night school classes that's what he said oh you done ruined a night school class oh no <laughs> uh, flashy memory thingy messer upper is what he calls it so maybe maybe it was that maybe they were recruiting um later on men in black uh, the, the- agents so so here's some fun facts um just, just a quick few fun facts yeah, uh, yeah, th- there is a video game called polybius that was released for the windows computer in 2007 to pay homage to that um it is a 2d shooter um the game was also released for playstation 4 in 2017 it looks like um i don't know if it's the same game there's not much info on this one and also nine inch nails uh, the song Less Than featured visuals from a so-called Polybius game. See? So, um, there you go, people. There you go. Oh, and oh, apparently... That, that says something right there. There's a TV show called Paper Girls. Apparently the first episode is called Polybius? Mm. I, I, don't, I don't know. Didn't it appear, because uh, you see the, the, the image of uh, Bart Simpson in the arcade and you see the Polybius game in the background. Oh, yeah, it is in Simpsons as well. Yeah, it is now, in listen, Simpsons. listen, if we know anything about the fucking Simpsons, is that they've been pretty <laughs> fucking accurate they, on they've shit. Been on, they've been on some stuff. They, they know some things, I think. Um, Which is why people think that Simpsons creators are time travelers. 
uh, Matt Groening and his journeys through time and space. He's a. I mean, how else do you keep a, a series running? <laughs> Thirty some long. odd seasons. I know it's yeah. it's pretty impressive. Um, last little bit of information I have here. Um, let me pull up my my notes again. I keep losing my notes. I think um, that we've really stumbled onto something that I, the I, other podcasts that are talking about this are not going to touch on. This is, <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, you've heard it here. It's it one of the most the, fascinating ones ever. It's the memory memory messer upper thingy. Memory, yeah, the Fletcher. Neuralizer. It's a neuralizer. Yeah, the people. neuralizer. Um, in 2006, a man named Stephen Roach claimed that he was one of the programmers on the video game. Mm. He said that it was very intense and very cutting edge graphics, but however, Roach said that people were experiencing the seizures and that's why the system was pulled from the arcades to withhold uh, company panic. But Roach has absolutely okay. zero proof for his claims. So I'm going to I'm going to jump in after every little fact you got. Yeah, here you're good. Pitch, I've got yeah. Pitch something. So they pulled it. This is one of the most common explanations for Bolivius that I saw as well. Yeah. They pulled it because it was giving kids seizures, which makes Correct. sense. Let's assume that this game was made by a no-name game company, you know, somebody that was trying to get their start, and then they're like, oh, shit, we're giving kids seizures. Possible. Very possible. Very possible. And it borderlines likely. As a matter of fact, I would go as far to say that too, because I mean, if we've learned anything about video games nowadays, I mean, look at, um, I'm going to use cyberpunk as a perfect example. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Listen, if you're on any hallucinogenics or you are prone to seizures, cyberpunk is not the fucking game for you. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want to play any cyberpunk. Um, what I'm getting at, is nowadays if a video game launches and there's bugs in the system right that is a pr nightmare that is the one thing you do not want is bugs in the system of your game you're gonna your cells are gonna plummet something that you've worked years on is just gonna be obsolete in a matter of well, seconds especially glitches that are causing health issues for kids 100 percent you don't want that. You know, you don't, you don't want that lurking around. And I, I think maybe if there was a Polybius machine, that would have been it. That's that's the most likely explanation. It sounds likely. Uh, that would be my first uh, explanation for it. And then the next one is the Neuralizer. Because yeah. I'm stuck on this fucker <laughs> now. They're creating men in black soldiers for the future. And that's the reason why we can't find any of these kids that had seizures. Uh, sorry, sorry. No, next you're fact. okay. It's uh, so, so so. One of the next facts here. This one is actually, this one's because of the Freedom of Information Act, right? Mm -hmm. um, so in 2017, a few people had reached out, thanks to the Freedom of Information request, and asked the FBI to disclose any information on the video game. What do you think was disclosed? Uh, that they had no information because it didn't exist. Well. They replied to them in November 3rd of 2017. This is an actual letter you can look up online from the U.S. Department of Justice, from the FBI, uh, saying that this is in response to the Freedom of Information Act request. 
The FBI has completed a search for the records in response to your request. However, no information could be concluded. So, they have no main files located, and they have absolutely found nothing adjacent to the request in their servers as well. That's it. So, they have no information on it. They got nothing. Mm. Zilch. Nada. Snickle Fritz. Snickle Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets Snickle Fritz. He gets Snickle Fritz. So, Let's not, because I know that we've got a lot of fans that are uh, conspiracy theorists. They they want to believe in something more magical than just a your regular. Oh, I do too. I do too. Yeah. So let's 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 jump a little bit further. So the FBI says, or the government says, that they couldn't find anything uh, whenever they were trying to retrieve the information due to the Freedom of Information Act. Okay, that could mean a lot, meaning that it's not real, or it can mean nothing, meaning that. If you think about these secret government agencies, Men in Black being one, uh, if you've ever watched the movie Dreamcatcher, the blue team that has been hunting aliens, uh, that Morgan Freeman is the leader of, that's another one. So my point is, is that would they have these documents if the agencies that were yeah. uh, investigating it were so deep that nobody really knows about them except for like five-star generals and shit like that see now that that is where my theory comes into play a little bit mm. let's let's take out a company uh bad pr representation theory let's strictly focus on this was an mib experiment conducted for whatever purpose okay the government, the U.S. government's not going to have anything to do with it. They're probably not even going to know. We don't even really even know what the men in black are. For all we know, they're aliens themselves, especially going off of the description of any time that they do make an appearance of what we see, what we hear, reports, etc. I don't think this thing was from Earth. Like, I don't think that this thing was... I, I, I just, you, I you're saying that you don't think that Polybius was from Earth in general? Yeah, like if, if in this scenario, Polybius is real, right? Let's say it is. Yeah. This isn't from Earth. No chance. Not a chance. <laughs> not, so, not a chance. Well, you're saying like, a, like a, an extraterrestrial device that's used to spy on to children? Used as, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I would go that. I don't know if I would go that far, but like the was, grays are up there in the spaceship. <laughs> I think it was some kind of weeding out device. Like it was some kind of device that was used to either maybe conduct uh, abduction cases. Right? Let's let's think about that for a minute. Okay. Maybe okay. this is how they generated numbers of people that that were abducted. A lot of people say that they don't even remember being abducted by UFOs or anything. What if the men in black were using this as a way to maybe do research to deep dive and, and drag out recess, repressed memories? Ooh, ooh, okay. You know, it's like maybe that's what this is. I can go deeper if you'd like. But <laughs> that's, well, you know, I, I'm just... As most people say, dive right in. Dive right in. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, I, I think that the, the machine was maybe cherry picking memories from these people maybe just okay so that they weren't aware of possibly fishing for 
information that they don't have in their ready in their mind. Yeah. Like maybe past alien experiences or repressed subconscious. Uh, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense because that would explain some data that they're coming to retrieve. If they really are retrieving data, then it's got to be technology that we just are not that we didn't see openly in '81. Yeah. And let's be fair. I mean, in 81, I mean, we weren't born or anything, but I remember being blown away in the 90s of certain things that that if you look at them now, you're just like, whatever, you know, it's oh, I, I was blown away by the uh, the creepy crawly bug maker yeah. machine that they had. As a <laughs> that blew so, me away. Huh? So, I mean, you know, let, let's let's uh, there's it's what better way, you know, when did arcades first become a big thing? Like that—that's something we should look into. Like when, when did when was the big arcade boom? Because I'm gonna look that up right now. So I would assume seventies. I don't know. Early early eighties. Oh okay. okay. Late seventies, early eighties is the big arcade boom. That makes sense because you would assume that like pinball machines would probably be the start of that. So. That's here's just the assumption. Like here, the 70s. I, I would, yeah, my mind instantly goes to pinball. Um, yeah, like a Happy Days pinball machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think, um, you know, some the who going on there. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the first thing my brain gravitates <laughs> towards. Yeah, from Blind Kid. So this is something that I think a lot of people have kind of, they either A, not questioned it, or I've not read anything about it yet. This is the early 80s. The boom of these machines happened in the late 70s to early 80s. During that time frame, what motherfucker was walking around saying, I'm going to make the next machine that's going to revolutionize everything? Who's thinking this stuff through, right? Nobody went into this arcade thinking, I got to make something that's going to blow game A, B, C, and D completely out of the water. Mm. Whoever made Dig Dug was ahead of their time. Okay, so okay, what year did Dig Dug come out? <laughs> now, I, I'm just saying, like that 81. was 81. Uh, so okay, okay, it was a so, lot different than going left, right. I mean, like you actually got yeah. to dig and shit like that, and use your so, tools, and it was it was way different than side scrollers. So that was something. So Dig was, Dug released in 1982. It was developed in 81, but released in 82. Okay, so, so alternative theory. The company that made Dig Dug did Polybius, and they were like, "Okay, whoa, we can't use these graphics; it fucks them up." <laughs> That's what it is. Case solved. It's it's the it's the precursor to Dig to Dig Dug. Um, yeah, man, I I don't know what to think about it. Like, I, I just I have a hard time thinking that there was a company that were competing with anyone at that time. You know, Dig Dug came out a year later. You know, well, what so. Was the big, so uh... What was the big arcade game? Was Namco was a big one, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Namco, Konami, they had arcade games. Donkey Kong apparently was the big one in 81. Which is Nintendo. Pac-Man. Um, Which is Konami, I think. I believe so. Defender. Frogger yeah, so and Galaga. They were definitely competing, but I mean... It's only competition if you're able to, like, uh, 
I mean, held their chart. They had to be competing for something because look at the price. What'd you say the price was compared $1. to a dollar fifty? So that's what's getting me. A dollar fifty in nineteen. What is that the equivalent of now? Like, I, I, uh, I wasn't born in the eighties, people. You got to forgive me here. I'm, I'm looking it up. No dead air. No dead air. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking up. Uh... I guess yeah, so oh, I've, so, I've got, I've got yeah. the inflation calculator here. So. Okay, yeah, I figured it out too. Um, what what numbers did you get? Because I, I found what I was looking for. But hey, there he is. No, you're okay. I was trying to kill some dead air, but it was going to take forever. So <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, so I'll just I'll make a cutting point me. right here. <laughs> and my only downfall is. Oh, shit. I don't know okay. if it'll let me download all this. Okay. We'll figure something out. Um, okay, so we'll pick back up where the inflation conversation left off. So in 1980, uh, so in 1981, it looks like $1.50 was the equivalent of $5.42 today. At least that's that's the math that I got. I don't know if that's accurate. Okay, so that's what you were. Doing. Okay, so yeah, um, that's a lot of money, and I I, uh, I can't remember or think of a time where I've spent that much money on yeah. in an arcade. Yeah, especially yeah. whenever you're. Yeah. As it shows, like if you've seen uh, like Stranger Things, you can see the uh, them using quarters and things like like saving up their change to try to go to the arcade, which is what most of them are doing. So I wonder if that was something that they were uh, oh shit. On the that's that's interesting. Maybe that's a that strange thought. They're like, oh well, only, only the, the rich uh, kids, the rich kids really. are going to be getting. Yeah. When you when you put it that way. It makes it feel very targeted. So maybe they're like trying like to a social experiment. check in on the financially wealthy families. Oh, it, it's totally targeted. It's totally targeted. There's something <laughs> going on there, man. Yeah. The whole thing Portland. seems targeted to me. If it's real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I I can't believe nobody's ever really talked about this that much. It's weird too that this seems to be making like a weird re this just adds on reemergence as well. Like what well, what's causing this to suddenly reemerge? Oh, you're okay. Yeah, I don't click uh, the wrong thing. Uh, I don't. Uh... See, a lot of people, th this a might, lot of people think it might be that it, too, because the first reports off? of this started back in two thousand three, I believe, or something along those lines. So, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, the first reports of this was like in two thousand three, so it was it would have been the early days of the internet for sure. Jesus could Christ, could be early trolls. Could be early trolls.
for sure. Hmm. I don't know. It's a real, it's a big <laughs> question mark to me. I but think we're going to stick with it. That's that that's why they created the uh, the sunglasses because they were like, well, we got to figure out a way to newer. We got to neutralize this. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Maybe they were yeah. testing the neuralizer on the old eighty shades, the those plastic bitches that everybody was rocking. They're like, ah, that ain't gonna help them. Hmm. We gotta make sure that this works on everybody. I don't know. I think that the real root of this would be to yeah, find like, people so, claim to have had I don't know what the odds are. I don't know how many listeners we have in Portland. And <laughs> if you experience Polybius firsthand, drop us a line. Let us know. We want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. This is by far my favorite conspiracy theory ever. Yeah, we want to talk. We want to talk. And every other podcast, it, it's up there for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, just, just hang it up. Every other show that, uh, <laughs> the podcast that's talking about this, might as well just pack it up. We've already solved it. It's Men in Black. We, are, we already know. And if it didn't exist, then it was some company that no. just so happened yeah. to put out a game that bless their hearts didn't go so well their first <laughs> round, but they were they were shooting high if it was a video game company. Dollar fifty. Yeah. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for us today. Another wonderful episode in the pipeline. One of my favorites so far. I just love this conspiracy theory. I could talk for hours about it. It's mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's it's absolutely awesome. Um, holidays oh, are coming up. We got more episodes coming at you. We got a new release time. New episodes will now be Wednesdays. We're going to be releasing on Wednesdays, people, because it just works out better for us. Our schedules just line up better, and it's it's just going to be easier. And it seems to work out better for the fans because we noticed that it's coming at the beginning of the work week. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, that's you're right. Busy on Fridays. Uh, we don't have any other news at the moment. Um, your drive home I know or your drive. Jeremy had watched Smile recently, and I, I don't know. I think he wanted to talk a little bit about that, but we didn't get a chance. So that's okay. We'll we'll cross that bridge eventually when we come to it. But as always, be sure to follow us on all our social media. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, the whole nine. Videos are coming. We're working on more videos. I just got to get some things taken care of first, and then we'll start putting them out there. I promise the videos are coming. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. They're not slacking, guys. I'm slacking. But until That's next week, keep your quarters to yourself. Stay away from the Polybius machines. Keep your eyes on the sky. Keep it spooky.
coming. Leave me alone. He doesn't believe in you. Don't you know what happened? 